three-round discussion with a 20-minute time. Introducing first from a Zoom call in Columbia, South Carolina, Matthew, aka the Unbreakable Spirit, and his opponent from a Zoom call in Atlanta, Georgia, Daniel, aka the Executioner. Take it away, Matthew. Thank you, Jesse, for that wonderful introduction. Hello. We're seven weeks away from episode 100, which means this is episode 93 of At Odds with the Unbreakable Spirit. I'm the executioner, Daniel Travis, brother. Uh, yeah, don't worry. You have to do that next week, not this one. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. Well, Travis enough. already spoiled part of episode of whatever. Then, topic three. Speaking of topics, I'm the Unbreakable Spirit. Let's run. Yeah. Let's run through them real quick. Everybody knows. All right. Anyway, topic number uno is rivalries that deserve a stipulation that didn't get one, or if they haven't yet, they should. Uh. Yeah. Topic number two. Topic number two is a is the lack of women's championships. And number three, it is the results of the SummerSlam prediction battle. But we haven't even hopped in topic number <sighs> one yet, comrade. That's you. <sighs> Okay. Uh, rivalries that should have had a stipulation, but for some reason didn't get one. Um, the first rivalry, professional wrestling rivalry, that comes to my mind that didn't have a stipulation that I am honestly surprised at it is the the unification match at WrestleMania 38 last year. Yeah, I agree. With how my reason for that is with how much crazy shit of Roman Reigns beating him up pretty badly in Madison Square Garden, all that stuff. You're not going to tell me that you're not going to make this, like, even more crazy, even more unpredictable? Yeah, I'm... Uh, you can hear me, right? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, I was able to fix my audio issues okay. I was having. Okay. Um, a, a match I'm surprised didn't have a stipulation is actually Dominic versus Ray. Like, Ray hinted at this when he was on Impulsive, which is... People, I, I only listened to WWE episodes of that. He said, no, What if I put my mask on the line against his hair? Like, mask yeah. versus hair, Lucha Libre, all that jazz. That would have been interesting. Yes. That match would have been interesting. I And I agree. I thought that that match deserved a stipulation. Hell, 
another match. Now, if we're talking uh, for women's rivalries, if we're talking um, a match that deserved, if if we're talking any rivalry that felt like it needed a stipulation, but did not. (laughs) I think that that match is mm, Randy Orton. I think it is um, not no, not the Randy Orton McIntyre feud. Um, oh yeah, I think a match that didn't have a stipulation but felt like it should have. Is honestly the shame is the Gunther match. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna say more of the shame is the Gunther v McIntyre at WrestleMania. I think yeah. they just done like a triple threat elimination or something. Yeah, triple triple threat. Uh, uh triple threat extreme rules because. Something more something. Agreed. Okay, another match that if you really think about this, a rivalry that I'm surprised that nobody's mentioned is um... Any, um, the Seth Rollins, okay, as you know, Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns at last year's Royal Rumble. The one where, uh, he dressed up like, like Shield Rollins? Yes. Yeah, that could deserve this step with all the history. Yeah. Well, again, with all that, you're like, you're going to tell me with all of that history. Uh, okay, another match that should, well, what's a match that you feel that deserves a stipulation? Man- all right, if we're talking a stipulation, I'm going to throw it back to Charlotte versus. Sasha versus who was the third competitor at WrestleMania 32? Was it Becky? uh, Charlotte versus Sasha versus No. uh, No. Oh, it was Charlotte versus Sasha versus versus Becky. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was Becky. Those three for the New WWE Women's Championship. Yeah. Yeah, that should have been like a ladder match or like Falls Town Anywhere or something. So those women could have really gone off. Okay. Am I saying the match was bad? No. I'm just saying it should have been more interesting with a stipulation. A match that... Okay, here's a match that I felt should have gotten a stipulation. 
that really I think would have upped the ante is the main event of WrestleMania 35, 2000. And the one I'm talking about is Charlotte versus Ronda versus Becky. Yeah, what step would you add for that? I would have added a triple threat. I would have added, honestly, hell, I would have added uh, hell. No, I would have added elimination or hell in the cell. Or hell All right. So. Well, this is an evergreen topic, so we will definitely be returning to it at some point. Down but for here. now, we'll be right back. The topic uh, number dos. Let me talk to you. Yeah. All right. All right. So this was a topic my co-host actually came up with, which I thought was a good idea. And thinking back on it, he's kind of right. And we're not just talking about WWE. There is a lack of women's championships in professional wrestling. Yes. And here's why I think that, because I want to honestly explain my opinion to everybody, is if you think about it, whether it be the AEW and them just having the women's and the women and the TBS championship, that's it. Like, women yeah. only have two titles. Like, WWE, you got the women's championship, whatever it is. And you got the tag team titles. Or for many, WWE has three since each brand has their own women's championship. Well, not anymore. No, no, no. Women's World, Women's Undisputed. Oh, right. And NXT Women's. Those are three singles titles, and the tag team was simply unified. But we're not talking about unification for this segment. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I, I do agree. Like, the most titles I've seen in a company is actually WWE's, but some of the other companies only have two championships. A great example of this is Impact Wrestling. They have the Knockouts Championship and the Knockouts Tag, but the Knockouts Tag isn't around yearly for some dumb reason. I agree. Another company like, like, like take the ring of honor women's they have the like you know they have the women's of honor championship but yet they only got one title yeah most wrestling promotions for some reason for the women only have one or two titles and the reason I think that's bad is if you have a bunch of people go after one championship, everyone else have like certain people lot you know in the main card. What is everybody else gonna fight over? Exactly. Like women should at least have a mid card championship. Exactly. And I guess they kind of had that with the 24-7 title, but Nikki Cross threw that shit in the trash. Literally. Yeah. 
And then hell, in my opinion, if you're going to have a professional wrestling promotion, have like at least three. If you're going to have a women's tag team division, maybe like two, you know, at least have like one major, one, you know, one or two major, a mid card or two. And maybe a tag team titles if you have a division. Yeah. What do you think? What do you got to add to this? Uh, again, it seems like the head somehow. The women also for a long time weren't really used as wrestlers, you know. Like, that they were mainly a... used as valet and eye candy for the audience of sweaty men. Yeah. Because the reason I think, uh, look, um, take back to when WWE had their Divas division. For a long, 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 long time, the women only had either the women's championship during, like, the Attitude Era, or during the Attitude slash Ruthless Aggression Era, but during the whole, um, but during the whole Divas Era, they only had one title. And then they Yari, the- they had two. They had the Women's Championship and the Divas Championship. Oh, right, 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 my bad. And then, right, they had those two titles, and then they had, that's it, for a while. And then you unified them. And then the women only got one title to go after. And then the brand split happened, and then they had two titles again, but they were on different brands. Yeah. <laughs> yes. My whole point of this is if you're going to have a women's division, don't just have one title have more than one because the yeah, more like you introduce uh, women's United States or women's intercontinental. I mean, like, hell, like women's hell. international for all I give a shit. Like, hell, take like, I'm gonna use the NXT women's division as an example. Is for a long time, the NXT women's division only had one title. For a long yeah. time. Then they had the women's tag team titles. Then those got taken away. Then they only got one title. Yeah, the and keep in mind the NXT women's is now a part is also paired with the WWE women's. What? They unified the women's tag team. Right, 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 right. Right. They got rid the like I said, they got rid of the women's tag team division and that's basically well the NXT tag team division. But the point that I want to have before we end this is while I am glad that most promotions have championships for women, I think it is bad if you just have one because the like I said, the leash the less championships you have, 
why should anyone else give a shit about those other matches? Yep. And with the final topic right after this. Hello, everybody. We are back for the third and final topic. It is the SummerSlam Prediction Battle Results. Yep. And, and for well, those who I'm... think, oh, you haven't watched it because you're on television whatever. I watched it on Sunday. Give me a break. Okay, okay. yeah, great. Um, Not important at the current moment, but anyway. I am going to go in order of matches that were presented last night. Were presented at the event. Number one. We started off with Logan Paul versus the one, the only, Ricochet. My thoughts on this match was, damn. Yeah, that is an but also, with what we've seen these two do in the past, mainly that Royal Rumble spot, could have been crazier. Oh, agreed. Completely. What is your thoughts on that match? Um, it, it was a good match. Like I just said, could have been crazier. Agreed. But overall, it was good. Yeah. And, again, okay. Logan Paul, again, in this match, pulled out some moves that just were... Crazy, like this dude pulled out a springboard frog splash. Yeah, with Logan Paul to impress with his athleticism. Agreed. Hell of a match. Now, I just hope that, um, and I will say, Logan Paul is a better heel than he is a babyface. Yeah, for sure. But I thought the match was good. In the end, what happened is Logan Paul got handed some brass knuckles and won. And the night didn't start so well for me. Yeah, and let's just say Samantha Irvin did not want to announce the winner of that match. Yes. The second match of the evening was Seth Rollins. No, my bad. The second match was... Sorry, uh... That was... Um, wait, what was... Uh, it was Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. Should have been no... Holy hell. Should have been a stipulation. Yeah, we should have discussed that in topic one. Yes. But a later date. So, here's the match. At first, I thought this match was a repeat of 2014 SummerSlam. Yeah. But, like, Brock Lesnar beat... The living hell out of him, F5'd him, 
suplex, suplex. Brock literally picked up Cody at one point and just went, just tossed him like a doll. Like, damn. Yeah. But uh, he got He got his ass kicked. But then, and this is something about this match that Ray's, and I'm aware Cody got F5 through a table in this match, and now it's but this does raise a valid, valid question in this match. Can somebody explain to me why Cody Rhodes hit Brock Lesnar with the steel steps and was it disqualified? Mm-hmm. Somebody explain that to me. And especially the fact that it was a normal match and he didn't get disqualified. Yeah. That makes no sense. Hey, blame the referee, dude. I will. That was dumb. But anyway... Cody Rhodes somehow fought back in this match and beat Lesnar. Yeah, and after the match, a show of respect, which is uncommon of the Beast Incarnate. Agreed. Okay. The next match is for the world. Heavyweight Championship, Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor, seven years in the making. Yep. My take on this match is, damn, again. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Oh, wait, uh, yeah. Really solid match. Seth Seth got hit with the exact same move that injured him in this match. There was it was it was the you know there was a lot of spots where I honestly thought set where I thought Finn Balor was Going to win. Yeah. There was some points where I thought Seth was going to win. This match was very good. The whole thing with Judgment Day was interesting. And I honestly, and I'm going to tell you this, but after Seth, when... When Seth got hit with the pedigree hat and the coup de grace in this match, I thought that was it. Final spot of this match happened with the stop on the briefcase and Seth won. I didn't put in the answer immediately because I wasn't sure if Damian Priest was going to cash in or not. Hmm. Okay. Well, that wouldn't have affected the outcome of the match. So, you yep. know. I mean, it would have. 
Damien Cashin the... would have been a separate match, though. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, the next match was the Slim Jim Battle Royal. At this point, it was 2 nothing. Oh, wait, no. At this point, it was Matthew had two. I had nothing. I was thinking, oh, shit. Again, remind the people what the loser had to watch. The loser had to watch Halle Berry's Catwoman. Yeah. So then we had Slim Jim Battle Royale, which had the return of Omos. Pointless. That's how Point. I would describe this match. Yes. Pointless. L.A. Knight got a loud pop, and L.A. Knight won the Battle Royal. Yeah. Yeah. Which gave me one fall. Then we had the MMA rules match. Which I think should have been a fight pit. Yeah. Because I thought that match was kind of... Eh. Yeah, it was It was pretty mid. Yeah, um... Like, it wasn't good, but at the same time, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Anyway... But I'm happy because it gave me the second fall. Yep. For the name of my go. I will say we we overprotected matches. I guess now we're even with underprotecting and overprotecting. The Becky Trish did not happen. Nope. So then, anyway, we got to the women's. Oh, hang on. Then we had, I forgot, hang on. we had the Intercontinental Championship match. Gonza versus Drew. Hard hitting. Yep. And fun fact. That was the first time that these two have ever wrestled each other in any promotion. Well, at least one-on-one. No, I mean, like, it was a legit, like, first time ever. I call wrong because WrestleMania. Right. Okay, it was the first... Okay, right. You're right, you're right. It was the first time one-on-one in any promotion. Yeah. Anyway, hard-hitting match... Some points I thought McIntyre was going to win, but in the end, Gunther, without any help from anybody, successfully retained his Intercontinental Championship. He can bring Honky Tonk Man's record. And become the longest reigning international champion in one run. Yeah. And at this point, um, 
At this point, uh, it's tied to a piece, isn't it? No, at this, no, at this point, it would be uh, oh, no, it'd be three to two. Would it? Oh wait, yeah. Hang on. Yeah, oh, oh wait, yeah. Um. You got, you got yeah, the yeah. battle royal and uh, the uh, yeah. the MMA. I had wait. You might be right because I had Cody, I had Seth, and I had Logan. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and we get to the women's championship match. Very good match. I thought Bianca, there was a certain spot where I thought Bianca Belair was out, but it was a very, very good match. In the end, Becky Lynch, no, 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 no Becky Lynch, sorry, Bianca yeah. won the match. So, so neither of us got this match right, but... That doesn't mean Bianca walked out as women's champion. For like five seconds. (laughs) What I mean is Io Sky successfully cashed in. Yeah, you're right. Io Sky did cash in her money in the bank and won the match. So nobody won this one. Uh, well, technically, you got the point. EO was a separate match. I didn't count that, though. Anyways, which means no one got the point, which is still accurate. Yeah, anyway. Uh, then, we got to the main event. Which I'm honestly surprised Jey Uso for that match, for that one match, didn't bring back his tribal entrance from... You said the Usos were never going to bring that back on the podcast once. Yeah. Anyway. But I wrote me, it would have been cool to see the Simone Tribal War Dance at, at this just because it's a tribal combat match. Yeah. Which, to remind you guys, it's just yeah. another way of saying no to you. Yeah, basically. Yeah, anyway. Anyway, Tribal Combat match happened. That match was very good. Yeah, was it the highlight of the night? Not yet. Mm, I don't know. The match was good. There was some spots where I honestly thought Roman, at this point, it was three to do. This match could have gone... No, three to three. All right, three to three. This match could have gone... Jey Uso hit a spear on Roman Reigns. I thought that was it. Jey Uso hit an Uso splash on Roman Reigns. That wasn't it. Steps got used. Tried a whole bunch of weapons. But 
of Jey Uso got speared through a barricade. Um, Solo Sokoa got taken out. Roman accidentally speared Solo, which is going to get interesting. And then the match was very good, very back and forth. Another amazing match. But in the Usos was Jey Uso was about to hit the Uso splash when the shock of the one of these Bro, he, he was uh, he was about he was pinning Roman when it happened. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're you're right. In the shock of the year. Happened. Somebody came in, yanked Jey Uso off with a hoodie and a mouth cover. It was Jey Uso's. Uh, you, Jim, the, yeah. Well, let me. Jimmy Uso yanked Jey Uso off, which nobody saw that coming. And if you heard rumors, you didn't see that coming. He took, you know, it was revealed to be Jey Uso, which was very surprising. To be Jimmy Uso, which was very surprising. Super kicked his brother. And tossed him back into the ring. Speared through a table. One... Two, three, Roman Reigns retained. Yeah, I had seen a rumor about that, but I didn't know it was going to happen at SummerSlam. Yeah. Now, where this... And great match. Jay and Jimmy betraying his brother. Did not see coming. I don't care if you heard a rumor about it or not. It was honestly a surprising twist in this bloodline storyline, and I'm curious to see where this goes from here. But anyway, the final score of this prediction battle was me four, three. You know, it's funny. In a match about who's the one tribal chief, you win by one point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which but means anyway. I had to watch Catwoman. I did it earlier this week. Yeah, and yeah, okay. Um, good. Matthew did his punishment for uh, next episode. Roll that outro. Yeah, we'll be back next week. Roll that outro. Thank you for listening to Add Odds, hosted by the Unbreakable Spirit and the Executioner. Edited by the Unbreakable Spirit. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at MTS underscore life underscore zero one two six you can follow me on instagram at dan travis one two one and you can also follow me on the twitter at dan the executioner towards you one and you can follow the podcast at 
at Odds Podcast. We'll be back next week with more debates and discussion, but until then, the Executioner and the Unbreakable Spirit will still be at odds. Thank you, losers. <laughs>